Welcome back to Telltale Dog, the podcast designed to provide information and education about our four-legged friends through interviews with other pet professionals and dog owners and my own personal experiences. I'm Elizabeth Silverstein, certified dog trainer located in Little Rock, Arkansas. I hope you're all staying warm out there with this snowstorm, 14 and a half inches. Oh, golly. That beats the previous record from 1988, from what I understand. Classes have been canceled all week as I've been displaced since my home ended up with frozen pipes and not a whole lot of heat. But in a good news, today's interview is with Kim Brewer, who, along with her wife, Donna, brought home their Louie earlier in 2020. We did several social distance lessons with masks to work on the basics. And this is the full interview that was edited for the Pandemic Pup article in the Telltale Dog magazine. This is the final one out of four that I completed for the series. Take a listen. Welcome back to Telltale Dog, the podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Silverstein, a certified dog trainer based in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm speaking with Kim Brewer today. Kim is an artist based in Little Rock, Arkansas as well. Kim, how are you? Great. Um, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to get to talk with you. Yeah, thanks for, for willing to being willing to do this. Kim, you and I have worked together a bit. You've hired me as your trainer. We've done some private lessons with your wife, Donna, and your new puppy, Louie. How did you find me? What made you reach out and want to get those lessons in. Uh, I was actually referred to you through a friend of mine on Instagram, Hannah, who actually had told me that you have a schnauzer, so, or have experience with schnauzers, and I was like, oh, great, because they're their own (laughs) specific kind of breed with their own attitude and mentality, and I didn't know that until I had one since we got Henry, and I was like, oh my gosh, you have to have a schnauzer to know about schnauzers, so I was like, help us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have an eight-year-old schnauzer named Jeeves, and they are a very particular breed. One thing I've noticed about schnauzers, because they're actually a working breed, root out rats on German farms was their original intent, which is why they tend to get cropped, you know, their ears and tail to prevent them from getting stuck in the underbrush, like all these little things about them. But they're meant to do, like most terriers, very hardy jobs alone. It is very interesting to work with individual schnauzers and see what is par for the breed and what's just their own little individual personality. Henry has a job. His job is ball and all things ball oriented. But Louis is still unemployed right now. He's working. <laughs> he's working on finding his job. <laughs> He yeah. just, for the, for, for now, he just loves playing and having fun. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. just kind of his personality right now. So you have, you have two schnauzers. So I want to ask about Henry first. I have, I've met, I've met Henry. We've worked a little bit, but I've mostly spent time with Louie. How old is Henry? We had actually lost our cat that we had had for about 10 years before that. And well, she, she we hadn't lost her yet, but she was getting older and we kind of knew that we, well, we had bought a house and previous to that, we had kind of like maxed out our animal quota <laughs> at living in an apartment. And so once we bought a house, we were like, oh my gosh, you know, we can actually get, you know, another puppy. And we had rescued our cat. So it was the kind of thing where it was, we weren't really looking at getting a cat when we did. We found her in Texas when she was pregnant. Someone had kicked her out in the heat. And so we just kind of did it. And I'm allergic to cats, but <laughs> we just fell in love with her. And, you know, it became like 10 years later. <laughs> so finally, once we had the space, we were like, all right, let's get a puppy. What can we do? And because of my allergies, you know, Donna had found information about Schnauzers. And we just kind of did some more research on it. And it seemed like the breed would be 
something that we would really enjoy. And we found Henry and just fell in love with them. And after that, we're just like, we're Schnauzer people now. <laughs> so Henry's three, did you go through training with Henry? We did go through training with Henry. We used a different trainer here in Little Rock. It was a good experience. It was just our first experience ever working together with a trainer. That was, I think, a lot of the intimidation that we felt was on our part. And it's just, you know, each trainer has their own style of working. And so it was maybe just a little more intense than we were probably looking for, but we did go through the process and it did help him a lot. And when you were ready to get another schnauzer, was Louie a planned pandemic puppy? He was not a planned pandemic puppy. I mean, I guess in the way that after the pandemic began, we kind of started tossing it around, but we were like everyone else, just trying to kind of figure out day to day. Is this something that's going to linger on? Is this just something that, you know, is a little bit of a fluke, but it's going to you know, blow over in a little while. And like I told you, we have been um, working on trying to get approved to foster adopt. And it's a really long process just naturally. I mean, we were sort of at the end of that process right when the pandemic hit. Literally, we were finishing our last couple of uh, training classes when people were starting to get it. And suddenly they were like, okay, we've got to cut this off. And, you know, you're going to have to make these classes up, et cetera. So then it got stretched out into, you know, six months later kind of a deal. So in that whole process, when we were realizing this is going to go a lot longer than we think it will, maybe we should look at doing it just for the purposes of our own family unit. Because we have another, a dog, a shippu who's much older. And we were starting to get fearful that maybe she would pass away. Um, and then, Henry's left without, you know, someone to play with and have that camaraderie with, which is really important for him. So we started looking at doing it and then we found Louie and just kind of went from there and said, let's dive in and, and see how we can do. <laughs> yeah. And I did want to clarify because foster and adopt cross species sometimes, but you were talking about fostering or adopting a human child. A human child, yes, okay. in this case. <laughs> <laughs> and so when did you find Louie and bring him home? He was born on St. Patty's Day, March, and we met him and brought him home mid to late May. How was the experience, not only with training, but socialization, all that different with Henry? Because you got Henry well before the pandemic, and now you've got this puppy during a pandemic. So there's things that are very different, like classes and socialization and, and training. So how, how were the two situations different? Class-wise, it was different. Well, in the way that with Henry, we went to the trainer's house specifically. So in that regard, it was a little bit different because we were taking him out of, you know, his home setting and then, you know, the transportation process of actually going to someone else's house, then being at their house and in their environment and the smells of other dogs. I mean, I don't know how else, you know, that affected him or just having that period of time just to adjust to that environment and then to begin to learn in that environment, I think probably actually maybe made it more difficult for him, especially having the kind of fear and anxiety that he does just generally as a breed, but him specifically as a dog. So that I think was unique. And then having the situation with Louie, where you came to us in the backyard and we maintained our social distance and we had our masks even though at times it was uncomfortable with mosquitoes and you know central arkansas <laughs> it was a creative solution to um, a problem that none of us can control and I, I think it helped a lot because he already was in a comfortable environment for himself so he could you know immediately begin to learn and it helped his trust with you i think coming into our space which helped a lot to just 
you know, hit the ground running really. After we started doing, you know, our outdoor training and then we would be working on our classes like indoor, we would have like quote unquote school where we would go in my studio and, you know, go through all of our exercises and everything. So then after we finished with Louie, we would draw him out down the hall and then we would bring Henry in and he would get to go through kind of a pared down version of it, but just to kind of go over some, some of those skills. And then we added in some skills that you taught us with Louie, with Henry, which really helped with some of his nervousness, like the hula hoop jumping and things like that. So it was kind of nice that everyone kind of got to go back to school. <laughs> yeah. When you think about training, all it is really is communication. Can we communicate? Do we understand? Are we building up trust? And so when you can do that and help with some confidence as well, that confidence can really help the communication all around. So with the socialization part of bringing Louie home, were there some challenges with that? How did you, how did you manage that? And how are you continuing to manage the socialization aspect? Socialization aspect has been challenging for sure. We've done our best to, to give him more experiences like with our next door neighbor because she also has multiple dogs she rescues and she fosters and things like that. So that has been an outlet and then also going on a lot more walks and exploring in the neighborhood because that's something we can at least encounter other people and shocking. Well, I guess it's not shocking, but suddenly everyone's walking, you know, <laughs> it's like suddenly what happens when the lights go out in the neighborhood and people mm -hmm. step outside like, whoa, you know, so suddenly everyone's on the street. So it's been an opportunity for a lot more distance engagement, but still, you know, what are these sights? What are these sounds? What are these smells and everything else? So I think that that has been just trying to find unique ways, right, to go about the socialization process in this kind of weird environment that we're in. And that's perfect. It sounds like you're, you've been really creative with Louie and helping him get out there, which is amazing. And a lot of what has to do with socialization is just helping a dog understand how to interact with and deal with a new unexpected situation or a new unexpected living other thing or a new unexpected shape. So I brought in the hula hoop to show how to invite dogs to interact with a different weird shape that they don't usually see. And you can do that with any sort of item too and you can safely you know, introduce them to new people. But just exactly what you're doing, getting out there and doing new experiences and inter interacting with new people can really help. What are some things that you did a little bit differently with Louis compared to Henry? <laughs> we never let Louis sleep with us. So that, <laughs> that's an issue that I think when, when we got Henry, we were just so excited to have a puppy and it was just, you know, you just kind of think, oh, it's fine. They're small. And, you know, he's just so delicate. We just want to make sure he stays safe and watched and that kind of a thing. But it, whenever he got older, it was a real nightmare, like trying to get him to stay in the bed. But then he wasn't really, he didn't want to stay in a crate at all. He didn't have a lot of experience with that. And I was so paranoid that when we tried to teach him kind of crate training and he just like screamed, he never really did that period of like calm down and then you can reward them. It just seemed traumatizing. So then after that, I was kind of just like, oh gosh, no crate. And so we never let that happen with Louis. We taught him crate training at, at night and he, he was so great with it. He just went straight in and you know, that's his little system. He gets his reward. He's happy, he lays down, sleeps through the night, no problems whatsoever. So that's something that has helped tremendously because gosh, we couldn't sleep through the night for a long time with Henry because <laughs> he would just want to jump off the bed in the middle of the night and go investigate and explore, you know, and that kind of thing. So it's been great that he's a good sleeper. Louie is great with potty training. I mean, he's just natural with all of that. Just being home, I think, and having the time to spend with him, you know, with COVID going around has been much more of a blessing, I think. And it's hard to say that because I know it's a rough time, but just having 
the opportunity to spend so much quality time with him, I think has helped him become, you know, a better, a better dog and a better family member in that regard. And it's just been wonderful for us, just mental health wise, you know, it's been a great experience to kind of have something else to focus on, right? Are there any things that you would, you'd wish you'd known before you brought Henry home or before you brought Louie home or lessons you learned along the way? I don't know that we totally understood the activity level that Schnauzer's need to maintain for their own health and well-being for their own mental health we've adapted as we learned that you know it could be just because their personalities are just so rewarding that it makes you want to be like i'm going to be a more active person to make sure they're happier and healthier you know what i mean if it means taking two three walks a day or whatever you need to do or spending that extra 20 minutes out in the yard throwing the ball wearing them out you know they just have such an amazing personality that seeing them happy you just want to do whatever you can do to make that work so but that's something we I don't think we realize and I think that's common with a lot of people in a lot of breeds right they fall in love with the idea of a breed and then they get it home and then they're like oh but I'm not the type of person who jogs six miles a day or whatever it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it's not the dog's fault that's just something that people would need to know you know really think about when you're thinking about a particular breed is just knowing as much as you can about that breed but yeah we love them so much (laughs) yeah and i'll throw in there get the breed that fits you not the breed that you wish you could have or that you fit you know or you want to fit so sometimes people will get a dog because they're like i want to run six miles a day and those are two very completely different things (laughs) for sure really i mean when we bought when we got um louis we we wanted so much for them to be, you know, brothers and have this, you know, really good relationship with each other so that they could kind of grow up around the same age and um, be really bonded. And luckily that's how it has turned out. I don't know that it, you know, is necessarily that way for everyone else, but for us, they, they've become fast friends and they are inseparable now. So that's just how we wanted it to work out. And that's ultimately how it has worked out. So I guess we're lucky in that way. Kim, I wanted to ask you, so you are an artist. Are you a full-time artist? Yeah, full-time artist. I have a home studio that I work from. My master's work I did in multimedia. So I was working in craft studies. So I would use, I was working in embroidery. I did latch hook rug making. I made a chair. (laughs) There was a lot of a variety of work, but that was the whole body of the work, right? Was talking about kind of, um, exploring the mugshot through a variety of mediums that reflect kind of differences in class structures and social inequities and that kind of thing. And I'm still exploring those notions, but right now I'm working exclusively in, in paint, using acrylic paint. Are the dogs interested in your work? Henry doesn't really care about it very much. He's indifferent, uh, but Louis is very interested in painting. <laughs> Every time he gets in the studio, he runs and jumps in my chair and I'll catch him sitting in front of a painting and I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, no painting today, Louis. <laughs> what is the human doing today exactly can i be a part of this oh, yes that's so cute well if people want to see more of your work do you have a website social media any of that yes um i am on instagram i can give you um, my link for that if you want to add it somewhere but my website is kimbrewerart.com k-i-m-b-r-e-w-e-r art a-r-t.com that's almost all of it. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Telltale Dogs Podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Silverstein, certified dog trainer located in Central Arkansas. Music has been provided by Jim Chiago of 7 Second Chance. Catch more of his work on iTunes and Spotify. And tune in every Thursday for another episode of Telltale Dog Podcast. Stick around for after the music for some more advice from Kim. 
Well, before we sign off completely, do you have any advice for a first time schnauzer owner? Yeah, plenty of balls. Plenty, as many balls as you can find in a big variety and babies. I mean, it's one thing at least that they both have in common with each other. And for those days that, uh, you know, they can't go outside for the rain or whatever, because they're just not, they're not creatures that really enjoy being trapped inside for very long. <laughs> so for your own sanity, make sure that you have plenty of things to keep them occupied and start practicing early with drying them off, because that can be <laughs> a troubling scenario uh, and brushing. So a lot of work with like the feet and feet and mouth area kind of a thing, you know, they can get sensitive about things like that. Just, I mean, they have their own little eccentricities, I guess. So um, you can just look out for stuff like that, but it's just a part of their big personality, right? So getting to know each one and kind of what their little ticks are, but that's what I would say for sure is like just plenty of toys, plenty of different like mental stimulation, any of the little things that you can have. Like we have one of those, um, the special hidden feeder things that you move the little objects around and there'll be kibble underneath it. And I mean, Henry's three and he still loves doing it if we put it down. So just mm -hmm. anything you can to keep them stimulated and you'll be a happy schnauzer owner.